0: let me just um okay i've started so hi Chizito. i thought we could just start i never do intros in the podcast i do the intros like separately so don't worry uh about like me saying hi listeners that no I just i just get right into it okay uh, okay with, that's cool yeah so In this episode of Madhouse, we speak to Kizito Ahams about how he got into the music industry and all the cool things he's been up to. Enjoy the episode. Let's just, uh, for those listening to this podcast, I think just introduce yourself, uh, who you are and like what you do, where you're from. Yeah, that'd be awesome.
1: Okay. Okay. Hey guys, Uh, my name is Kizito Kizito Ahams. Um, I'm a lawyer based in Nigeria. Um, I work with moving records as, um, licensing and publishing officer.
2: Okay.
1: Um, unfortunately I'm getting closer to my thirties than I wanted to be. Yeah. It's It's happening too fast. Yeah. Yeah. So the nature of my job basically is I work as licensing and publishing officer Okay. I look after maybe in catalogs, the publishing department, okay. with everything that has to do with um, getting legal authorizations to use our musical compositions and our recordings. Okay. Um, I also prepare agreements um, bordering on um, releases, collaborations, okay. features, and independent releases by our roster artists. Okay. I obviously get to do a whole lot of negotiations um, with producers, um, recording artists, and I record label where regards percentages uh-huh. for the splitsheets and mm-hmm. um, basically for the royalties and stuff like that.
0: Oh, wow. So, yeah. That's really a
1: lot. (laughs) But the interesting part of my job... Yeah. Please don't tell my bosses this. I'll tell them. The interesting part of my job for me is um, having to spearhead the sync departments. Basically, synchronization is um, the connection of uh, music to moving objects and sounds. So, you have you have examples of obviously it being music being in movies yeah um television and yeah, video yeah. games yeah so such conversations are really really exciting and that's that's the cool part of my job i think
2: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i should i should just come to nigeria just to shadow you for like a day and just see how the how the how the, how the work goes uh um, yeah. so i want to know what did it start like did this you music like for me i'm very curious like your early days like where did you think you were going to be uh, dealing with all this within the music industry or like how did your early days like I'm curious like the young chisito, somewhere in Nigeria were you thinking of like hey I want to be a licensing, or I want to be in, like in the record business and I just like I'd be a lawyer and just help with all the legalities and all these other fine minutiae of like the recording industry but like I'm very curious how you started and how it began for you
1: yeah so for me I I I, I will be honest and say I never really expected to work in a record label Mm -hmm. Stricto Sensu. But growing up, I always knew I had um, interests um, working with creatives and working in the creative side. Yeah, so obviously when I was much, much younger, I wanted to be a lawyer, save the world, you know,
2: (laughs) stuff like that.
1: (laughs) But I just just got more realistic with my expectations with life and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I just knew that, okay, I could do what I wanted to do, but I could do it. Um, I, obviously I could change the world in my own little way, but not necessarily by going to court. Of course, I had my own experiences going to courts. Yeah. Um, I was really active in criminal law and stuff like that. Okay. But at a point in time, I just knew this wasn't for me. Okay. I really, really had to work on that creative side and work with creatives.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, did you have any creative people in your life? Because I'm very curious how like this other creative bug sort of hit you. Where like were your parents creative? What did you have siblings who were creative? Uh, what is the 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 the, the passion that you have for like creative industries, especially that not now work in the music industry, but like what is like that? um, Where did it come from? Where do you think from your your growing up?
1: Okay, so uh, I'm I'm not going to make any um, false pretenses and say um, my 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 brother owned a record label (laughs) or he was super talented. nothing of that sort. But growing up, obviously, I was really really influenced by my my siblings, who obviously had a very, very interesting and robust interest in music, obviously okay. different genres of music. Yeah. So I was always the guy listening and listening to different kinds of songs to my brothers. Okay. And I was always um back in university I was um I I will not call this um your necessarily your exact kind of creativity, yeah. but I was in the debate team. So obviously <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was in the debate team and I, I was the president for a long while. Oh, so obviously okay. I had I had, I had people in my team with different crazy ideas mm-hmm. and would mm-hmm. go around, have competitions and would win and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was always me sitting down um, understanding how people came about with creative ideas mm-hmm. and be it in speeches, mm-hmm. be it in poetry yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So obviously the literary aspect of the debating team was um, I think it was, it was a strong part for me
2: yeah, and I'm obviously good, my
1: interest right. in music here in Nigeria. Yeah. So it just kind of culminated into something I could do while having an interest, obviously being a a lawyer in the making and having strong interest in intellectual property and kind of having a way to put those, my passions and soft skills, which I already had into a career path. Ah. So when the opportunity for me even came, I just saw it like, okay, I think this (laughs) is a perfect fit for me.
0: Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. You've you've said something very interesting about like debating and like music and creativity. And it's so interesting that like music is about like evoking emotions with like words and melody. And, like, so interesting that also what you do as a lawyer and, and what you're doing in the debate club was really trying to convince people about certain emotional things with words. Uh, it's just very, like, that's, that thought just hit me when you said debate club. And I was like, oh, that's fun. It's like debating is like, it's like music in a way. Um, yeah, you
1: couldn't have said it better.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, did you get straight into the music industry when you, like, left law school and, like, you just or did you? or did you first do other kind of law things before you
1: got so yeah exactly when when i left um, law school and obviously the university i didn't just get straight into the music so it was more like me saying okay bro you're a lawyer now it's time for you to start going to court so obviously i had my early days going to court and um, having those i won't say boring i don't want to be assaulted later (laughs) but <laughs> well, having those boring experiences going to courts yeah. and representing clients and knowing that, okay, this is something I just have to do because everybody says I just have to do it. Yeah. But it doesn't, it, I, I would say it was something I found um, I found particularly interesting, but I just knew that my skills could be better put into somewhere else yeah. where I would obviously make a greater impact.
2: Ah, okay.
1: So when the opportunity for me even came, I said, okay, this is something I could actually do. And okay. it was something I just found. It was just natural to me.
0: Okay. So
1: it was just like, um, you know, when did, to Marvin, water.
0: when did you when did you join Marvin? When did you join the Marvin?
1: Not so long actually, not so long. I joined Marvin in I, I joined mavin last year, oh,
0: wow.
1: early last year. Oh, so okay. um, one year plus in the game.
0: Ah, okay, that's nice. That's nice. With Marvin anyway. mavin uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. uh, did you have any like music experience before you joined Marvin? Like, were you like, because like. Like i like when I go on the internet and just do like research on like especially the stuff you do, especially the legalities and then the contracts behind like the music business or the music industry, they seem to be <laughs> so it seems so complex. So like there's so many tiny little details here and there. And I'm curious um about like did you do like even before the year, were you like really like as a side thing, just like curious about what were you doing just to like prepare yourself for all did you just yes. figure it out so- when you joined Marvin? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so exactly. I, I would say, um, no, it's a, very, um, it's a very, very unique space. Obviously, like you've rightly pointed out, yeah. it's a very unique space and it gets really, really technical. Yeah. So I don't think for any lawyer to function at the highest level, yeah.
2: um,
1: you wouldn't have any skills related to licensing or publishing
2: yeah.
1: as the case may be. So yeah. obviously it was something that I knew that I wanted to do. So yeah. I started obviously taking courses in that yeah. regard.
2: Oh, okay,
1: I recently I, I oh, just okay. developed a big interest. I was doing as much reading as I could. Um, mm-hmm. I had a couple of mentors whom I was oh. watching closely. You okay. know, when you have sometimes have mentors, but they don't even know you're a your mentors so you're just talking to them on social media.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. Like, someone one time told me that, like, like in this age, we live in like you, someone can be my mentor, and then I never meet them just because we can, they, just talk they have no them. clue. the internet and just like follow what they're doing and like find as much material on their stuff and in that sense they're mentoring me and i was like that's a very interesting like way to think about mentors and when you said uh you're just talking your mentors (laughs) and it's just on the internet just feels very the same idea of like i can be um you can be my mentor without me actually ever you ever meeting me physically or knowing me as a person yeah it's
1: 2021 baby so sometimes (laughs) I, i don't necessarily think yeah. I am popular. Obviously, I'm not popular. I, I think so, but <laughs> yeah. I I have I am slowly developing a growing presence. Okay. So when people meet me every once in a while and say, "Okay, hey, I know you. Yeah. You work with Maven. Um, yeah. I saw something you posted not too long ago on LinkedIn." I'm like, "Bro, I don't know you," <laughs>
2: yeah. but
1: obviously, I just know that um, this is how. Obviously, I was doing it when I was um, coming up to. I was yeah. doing a. I was studying a whole lot of people. I was yeah. doing a whole lot of heavy reading. Yeah. But somehow, somehow. I just knew that this was the part I just wanted to be in. So when I see younger people coming up and saying that, okay, I inspired them in one way or the other, yeah. I, I can relate. Even though, obviously, sometimes I cringe, but yeah. I can relate okay. because that's exactly what I was doing.
0: Uh, okay. Okay. That's awesome. I'm very curious. I mean, I'm very pussy in the Madhouse podcast and the Creative Personal podcast about creativity problem solving and all these cool things i'm very curious about like if you could share like stories of like at least like a success story and a failure story and how you sort of like either from a failure story how you sort of adjusted to the failure and learned from that failure and then from a success how you sort of like won at something and then how you sort of like figured a way to to like grow from that success
1: yeah, so um I, I think there are quite a few. Obviously, people would have had such similar experiences. Yeah. But for me, yeah. like you rightly like, like you rightly mentioned, I've not been um, I won't say have been in this particular space for that long an yeah. amount of time. Yeah. But when I joined, yeah. my early days, when I joined, I did a whole lot of obviously um understudying.
2: Yeah. I
1: understudied um, a fantastic lawyer called Olayame Ola okay. um, I understudied him for a while. Yeah. And at the particular point in time, we had, um, we had an opportunity, we had an opportunity for one of um, the records of our artists, in okay. person of um, Rema,
2: okay.
1: for a, a song of his to be um, licensed to EA Sports of okay. FIFA Twenty One. Okay, okay. Nice. so that particular point in time, yeah. um, we obviously submitted the songs and we had the conversations mm-hmm. and we're hoping for the song to get licensed and everything. Mm-hmm. Then lo and behold, later we're told that yo, that particular song cannot be licensed due to some particular reasons bordering on some particular um, right holders and the songs mm. being signed to some particular um, PROs. Yeah. So it was, at that point in time for me, I was like, oh no, this is supposed to be, <laughs> this is supposed to be a career highlight of sorts it's, Yeah. <laughs> for me. Yeah. I, of course, nobody, nobody gets to know I did jack shit about it, yeah. but I just wanted to have that feeling in my heart that, okay, I was part of something special or something yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, but the song wasn't selected. Okay. And for a minute, obviously I wasn't showing it to the office, but for a minute I was like, no, 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 this just couldn't be. But it eventually happened that another song of his yeah. was selected for the game.
0: Ah, okay. And
1: yeah. although he didn't even, he didn't necessarily make, of course it was FIFA 2021 20, and everything. Yeah. He didn't necessarily make the normal, expected, um, I don't know if you're much into um, video gaming, they normally make the normal um, the normal um, FIFA gaming, like when you put it up and you're playing your classic games and the music yeah. comes in yeah. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It went into another version of the Volta.
2: Okay, okay. okay.
1: But it was there. Okay. But the game, the game was there. Okay. So basically, okay. I just got to know that sometimes that um, opportunities don't necessarily present themselves how you'd expect them to be uh, and how okay. you would want them to be. Okay. But it's an opportunity regardless. And when uh, those opportunities eventually yeah. come, yeah. it's just a function of you grabbing it and for the best next time. Uh, okay. So several times, yeah. several times we obviously get to pitch, pitch a lot of our records.
2: yeah,
1: Pitch a lot of our records, pitch a lot of our records to um, v- um, video gaming companies, publishers yeah. and um, TV shows and what have you. Yeah. But it doesn't always get the kind of success that would always want, wants to get. Mm. But there's always that moment where mm. that song you never, you, you never expected yeah. gets to make the cuts yeah, and then, you're good to go for a couple of months. You have that pump and that energy oh, that's nice. To try again. Oh,
0: that's nice. That's nice. And then uh, any wins you'd want, like I know you've worked for Marvin, like for like you said about a year. So I'm very curious if you're, uh, how you have like sort of the things you have won at and how that has made you a better licensing and publishing officer at the level. Yeah. So I, I would say, I would
1: say, I would say one of my greatest wins is our publishing department, yeah. which I am um, currently um, spearhead. Okay. So my um, publishing department, we've had a couple of um, activations, which in recent times have been, oh, there is, we have something really, really big coming up <laughs> later yeah. this year. Yeah. I can't yes. say, lip, yeah. li- lip sealed, okay. yeah. signed sealed. some of the agreements yeah. to, <laughs> to say anything right now. Yeah, But that should be, that should be like a major moment for me this year. Okay. Um, nice. It's a major li- licensing conversation, something that has, um, something that has not happened in recent times in this part of um, West Africa. Okay, okay. So um uh, proud to then we had having having the likes of having the likes of um um songs by Rema being licensed to platforms like Snapchat. Yeah,
2: nice.
1: Snapchat um beats by parts of um you know, countries not necessarily country countries like um Eastern Europe, countries that we don't necessarily every time um, come out and see we're having conversations with we're having such songs being placed in such situations I think it's an it's an, it's an important win for me yeah. in my yeah. young and growing career and yeah. being part of those conversations
0: I think that's, that's nice that's nice I'm um, um, uh, as we I'm, I'm very curious to understand like what your take on Africa's music like industry spaces as fact that you're sort of working at a certain level Marvin I mean is one of those levels within Africa that is sort of really trying to really export and really put African music on certain spaces. But I'm very curious to see what your perspective is in the space and where do you think it's going and maybe what you hope young creators, especially in the music space, should be doing to sort of get to a certain space. Uh, I don't know, share like uh, something that you.
1: Okay, for that, I think it's, there, there's never been a better time in the history of um, Af- African music yeah. and Afrobeats yeah. to be a musician from Africa,
2: yeah,
1: I think so. So I think with the um, with the spike in conversations pertaining to Black Lives Matter, yeah. the need for more inclusion and diversity,
2: yeah.
1: um, it's a it's a very opportune time for Afrobeats. Yeah. So right now, more than ever, our music is breaking newer grounds all over the world yeah. in the diaspora. Everybody wants to relate to music coming in from Africa. Everybody <laughs> wants to relate to the Afrobeat music, yeah. and it also doesn't hurt that for the first time ever, yeah. um, we have uh, a song from here in Nigeria yeah. making it to the Billboard Top Hundred.
2: Nice.
1: That's that that, that that's, uh, whiskey, and essence, uh, whiskey, whiskey and Thames essence. Yeah, okay. So at that at this particular point in time, yeah. it's 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 a big moment for Afrobeat, yeah. and also it doesn't hurt that not too long ago. <laughs> we yeah. won the Grammys. Shout out oh, to Border yeah. Boy and Wizkid. Yeah. Yeah, 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 So, um, it gives more, in as much as uh, they're not necessarily people it's in good. my label,
2: yeah.
1: it gives my work and the works of artists, um, talent in my label, greater yeah. validation.
2: Uh-huh. Because
1: right now, when we go outside and we're having these conversations and we're saying, you should listen to African music. Yeah. African music should make it to uh, big block blockbuster movies. African <laughs> movies should make it to e-sports video games. Yeah it gives us more validation because our conversations
2: yeah. now
1: have the uh, testament of success
2: yeah. Yeah. And that we
1: recorded by other people and yeah. wait exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So as opposed to before when they said it, we're like, okay, um, <laughs> African music, uh, okay, let's just show them some mercy and, and, and give them one placement. But yeah. right now, they really, really, really are vested in the music. Okay, that's, that's And exactly. it has never before been at this level. So yeah, so yeah, shout out to people who obviously um, set, set the ball rolling. The lights of... Um, the Bunch and Don Jazzy, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. which had the Oliver Twist um, breaking yeah, to yeah, London at a very, yeah, very high level yeah, yeah. at that particular yeah, point in true. time. Yeah. And other yeah. people who have obviously sold their little two parts of um, um, uh, credibility to the genre. Yeah. So, yes, for people who are currently interested um, in the Afrobeat space,
2: yeah.
1: I would say, like I said earlier, there's no better time than now. So, it's just a function of obviously you just being more vested in the music and doing it the right way. Um, because the okay. sound now has gotten greater acceptance. Okay. There's mm-hmm. greater acceptance. Everybody it's really it. loves the music. Yeah. There's no better time than now.
0: That's nice. Uh, And what are your takes on, like, other African music markets? I know there's, like, Afro beats, but then there's, like, stuff from, like, where I'm from, like, East Africa and then South Africa and a bit of, like, I think, beats sort of down, I think, around Namibia, down Ghana. Uh, what are your takes on those music markets? And, like, do you think they have... um I mean, like, in terms of their contribution, do you think they have, like, a contribution to, like, the general conversation about, like, music from Africa?
1: A phenomenal contribution, obviously. I would say, I would say, I would say, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you a couple of um, pockets of examples and yeah. how they've contributed to the greater conversations. Yeah. I'll give you examples of how I'm a piano right now. It sound, obviously, coming from the southern part of Africa.
2: Yeah.
1: And, obviously, other, um, touching into other parts of, um east africa yeah. has has kind of right now formed a greater conversation of what music in africa should be what music in africa can be, can be so true. i would say um the need for collaborations right now okay. has never been more important than now
0: or internally like a lot of like african artists just yeah just
1: africans within africans africans collaborating with africans uh-huh. Because if we want to push the genre forward or yeah. we want to push African music forward, yeah. we, the big guys also have to now have, um, have these conversations and have these collaborations with artists, obviously making um, great music from their own corners in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I look at statements uh, bordering on um, um, listenership yeah. um, from Africa. Yeah. I see that the eastern part of Africa, our brothers in Uganda, in Kenya... Yeah. are obviously yeah. really really interested in the culture
2: yeah
1: they're yeah. they avid listeners of Afrobeat they're av- avid listeners of of the works that we have over here yeah and the likes of the Omalays and the Thames and yes. um, the Whiskies yeah. and the Remas yeah. they're obviously doing great numbers in that part of the in that part of the continent yeah
0: yeah
1: very true it's a lot of so Afrobeat's yeah it's
0: heavy here like it's
1: really yeah it's heavy, heavy. Yeah. it's heavy there's great acceptance there's great love yeah. and 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 you 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 look back in time and you you'd remember um, times when we had um sounds like the azonto coming from Ghana yeah. penetrating other parts of the african market yeah, and yeah. everybody wants yeah. to align with that sound like so i think lingala it's just
2: from, like, and different.
1: lingala exactly
2: yeah
1: and lingala shout out to the great legends that obviously they did before all of us yeah so Back, back when I was younger, back when I was much, much younger, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think I wanted to bother myself about Nigerian music when we had Abilo Lugomba. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's like everyone knows. Shout out that. to the likes of Olumide, people that obviously set three parts yeah. before every other part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, phenomenal music. Yeah. Phenomenal music, which has obviously um, translated to and uh, graduated to different shores of, of the greater part of the world. Okay. okay. So, so I think there's, there's no better time than now for collaboration internal collaboration and the conversations like this obviously make it easier for other people to follow and see what's happening in different parts yeah to understand the music
0: yeah because it seems like a lot of people don't understand how like music is made or even like how to like make it work and when you say that a lot of internal collaboration that makes so much sense because sometimes like um, like sometimes it seems like everyone's like especially people in east africa seem to be like in their camp and they don't seem to want to like get out of it and when you're saying hey I think we need to like reach out to more Nigerians and Nigerians which reach out to more guys in East Africa and like things like that So, that, like, I guess even like the sounds start intertwining that now it just becomes a whole other thing Afrobeats evolves to a whole other thing which is I think very exciting for like African music going
1: forward yeah and not not necessarily not, when I say collaborations so these collaborations don't, don't necessarily have to be um, recording artists collaborating all the time yeah. We could have examples of producers yes. from East Africa collaborating with artists here in Nigeria, and yeah, yeah, vice versa. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So- songwriters, there should also be um, a bigger place for songwriters sure. because I feel, I-, I feel the nuances that we have in our music obviously yeah. gets to transcend beyond our shores. So when Very we true. have music, when we have music that have nuances from East Africa or yeah. somewhere in West Africa, penetrating yeah. North Africa. Or or South Africa and finding his way to diaspora, it makes it makes it more colorful and more tasteful for the listeners at the end of the day.
0: Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, I mean, like the the, the thought is very exciting of like a producer from North Africa and an and like maybe a writer from West Africa and an artist from East Africa making like one song (laughs) would be something.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I think this we should just copyright, we should like bleep out this part of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) it's up, free up, let up, them have it and then after this i can say let's sit down with marvin and... <laughs> <laughs> because this could be gold mine yeah anyway um i'm i'm very curious about like how i'm very curious about like how labels especially labels like marvin work and like what your experience has been like so far working in a labor environment because like most most labor environments in this country are more like management companies but marvin seems to have really tapped into that sort of trying to really play with the big boys i mean the sony's and the umgs of this world but like i'm very curious like what your work experience is like uh and Marvin.
1: yeah thanks for saying that i am i will be as honest as possible with you yeah. with regards to um how structures like this work yeah how structures like this how a how, simple explanation or summary of um how we are doing it is the fact that there is no blueprint <laughs> yeah, so there's no blueprints. Yeah. um Doing it on this level, yeah. at this high level, it's yeah. never been done in this part of Africa.
0: Very true. It's, it's,
1: it's never been done. Yeah. So it's um it's it takes a an extreme high level of um commitment and resilience and attention yeah. to detail and understanding the broader perspective and the broader picture for a label like moving to work. So yeah. I would also say. I would also say that um, the systems that have been put in place. Okay. The systems have been put in place, okay. obviously by um, by our founder, and it also doesn't hurt the f- the fact that we have a founder yeah. whose background is in music.
0: Very true. Very true.
1: So we so we having a we we having a founder like Don Jazzy, yeah. who is a legendary producer here in Africa,
2: yeah,
1: who has had experiences um, making records with the likes of the Jay-Zs. And the, yeah. and the Jay-Z's and the Kanye West yeah. and having that international exposure from all over the world, yeah. coming back to Nigeria and deciding that it's time to put in such similar structures here in Nigeria yeah. and having a visionary CEO um, like Tega, yeah. Yeah. obviously yeah. is um, really, really rooted in the business and putting them proper structures together. So I think it, does, it doesn't hurt when you have people who understand the music, music and understand the importance of culture. Yeah. Run, running in liberal like this in nigeria and like yeah. i said earlier there's 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 no, blueprint. There's no structure there's no blue there's no blueprint yeah there's never been done before there's i guess
0: i guess don jazzy and everyone else must just be winging it as they go and like just hoping for the best and like just just doing their very best i guess oh I, wait,
1: like, wait 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 winging wait, it winging it uh winging it uh, doesn't necessarily give it not... as much credit yeah <laughs> as, but like as, not as yeah but like
0: because i'm saying like it's it's such a new like what marvin has done from from my observation seems to be still like very like very virgin space like not a lot of people in the even in entertainment or the business space is really trying to push that kind of um level of like trying to really put music in that space and trying to like Because I think like what I liked with Marvin is that they were really trying to hold their own without a lot of like the labels here seems like they hold their own until like a big like Sony or UMG comes in and then they hand over the artist to that label. But Marvin seems to want to like keep their artist without that sort of like, which I think is quite awesome for like African music going forward.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think my reaction to that will be um, it's not easy to run, a, to, run to, to run a record label here yes. in Nigeria, and I think anywhere in Africa, yeah. um, because and there are, there, there are a plethora of reasons.
2: Yeah.
1: One of the reasons would be the fact that um, people don't necessarily have the right level of education
2: True.
1: as to how to actually make it work. Yeah. So you would have a couple of people who just have some money,
2: yeah.
1: and they see a talent,
2: yeah.
1: and they would want to. This is me making a quote now. Yeah. Want to invest in the talents, ah. and the investing in the talents here now would be without a whole, um, without a, a, a lot of necessary foundations that be necessary that, that, that are important to actually make it an artist thrive.
0: Yeah, like an, like a system to make the artist lab, like it's like someone just has a rich manager. Basically, yeah, and then exactly, is, and then it's like but you need systems. You need people. You need to make the whole business so f- around your music work and like it's just for example
1: crazy. you have for example you have a 19 or 20 year old artist you see him in the street this is me giving a hypothetical example yeah. so you see a 19 or 20 year old artist you just see him or her on the street yeah. super talented yeah. and you throw him in the studio all of a sudden yeah. Yeah. and he cooks up something yeah. and you expect it to make a make, make, to become a hit so yeah. even if um, for instance it becomes a hit yeah. what's the continu- what's the continuity plan yeah So that artist has no A and R development. That artist has no background on how um, the music business should be run. You probably have no um, recording or publishing agreements for that artist. There's no plan for how that artist can, how the business of that artist can um, get opportunities for other business-to-business opportunities, so to speak, or how that music can travel. How you intend for that artist's music to penetrate global markets. Yeah. Um, no idea on royalty collection.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's 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 a whole lot of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So most we just see it and like the idea of wanting to wanting to run a record label <laughs> without having the le- right level of education or yeah. the resilience to go all the way about it.
0: Yeah, we shall blame American record label executives <laughs>
1: for,
0: <laughs> for painting a certain that, that's lifestyle the easy way out. for painting a lifestyle <laughs> that everyone wants, but they Don't tell them that hey to get to become the, the CEO of UMG, I had to sort of do this sort of work, and like, no, you know, so yeah. But I, but I understand yeah. what you mean by like the, the, the idea of like building a label is hard work and it requires you putting in the work to build systems so that when artists come, they're not just as you said, like we, when, like I said before, they're not winging it, like, there's a system and this is how it works, and it sort of works to at least even if something doesn't work out, at least there were some wins and because the system sort of supported the win or the failure, but there's a system and no one is like sort of pulling their hair out to to, to make something happen.
1: Most definitely. Yeah.
0: Uh, before we end the podcast, I'm very um, I usually ask guests to answer like like, like just in the whole, your whole life as you try trying to figure out, I mean from being a normal lawyer and then joining Marvin and now doing this whole licensing and all these cool things I'm working on. I'm very curious to find out one life lesson that you have learned throughout it all that you think our listeners, whether they're just listening or like whether they're in the music industry, one life lesson that you think they should apply in their either creative process or in their life that you think they can take on and like just do something awesome. Yeah, so for me, uh, I, I, I want
1: to be garrulous. Yeah. but i think i have more than one
2: yeah
1: and one thing is um don't die wondering man <laughs> i keep on saying this everywhere i go don't <laughs> die wondering if you have um
0: don't die wondering. that's you... a t-shirt i think we're... yeah that's
1: th- put it in the shirt yeah don't die
0: so wondering.
1: if you have a great idea if you have a great idea um or you have something you think you you, you just want to do
2: yeah
1: and just go ahead do it try all you can yeah. do is try yeah all you can do is try so, um, for instance, how did I get my job in Maven? Yeah. I saw, I saw, I saw my, my, my previous... Um, um, the guy that had a position before me, yeah. the fantastic lawyer I told you about, yeah. he just posted on Twitter, yeah. like, hey, are you interested in a position like this? Um, yeah. Hit me up. He yeah. didn't necessarily put more details about the position. Yeah. So I just saw it, and I DM'd him, yeah. and I applied. And I went for the interview and I had a whole lot of people better, I think, better qualified than I was <laughs>
2: yeah. with
1: degrees in UK and the US and what yeah. have you.
2: Yeah.
1: But I tried
0: yeah.
1: and I got the position.
0: Nice.
1: But if I was sitting down and wondering, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten it. Oh,
0: yeah. Very true. Don't die wondering.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah, don't die wondering, man. Yeah. Uh,
0: thank you so much for your time. Zito. It's so funny your coach is it like someone asked it like recently they're like, "Hey independent person coaches it so that sounds like such a Ugandan name as like we'll ask him, but that's so interesting, but,
1: like, so it is a Ugandan name
0: yes, it is, is it
1: <laughs> yeah, it is
0: fact yeah, because like someone was like, hey, is he's best in Nigeria, is he Ugandan as like I will ask him." on the podcast to be- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like he's nigerian but like it's very interesting that you have like a, a ghana name like most people are like hey you're it like is he uganda it's like no it's so, like nigerian it's so, like well, that's very amazing which is also amazing to show that how we're all connected as a continent and like yet we seem to you
1: said it already harambee yeah Ub- ubuntu Ubuntu. I am because you exist. Very yes. <laughs> <laughs> true.
0: Seems like we're all connected. But anyway, thank you so much Zito, for your time. Uh, just awesome catching up and getting to know you a bit more and sharing a bit of your yeah. story. Um, I appreciate. I hope, I hope everyone in the music space or people who just want to learn, who just were tired of wondering, <laughs> want to be inspired, can just uh, uh just like hopefully do something with them, themselves and like, create create some value. Yeah
1: thanks a great deal for having me gabriel yeah and you guys are doing something phenomenal with this podcast Uh, thanks a great deal for having me
0: Uh, you're welcome thank you